Since the pandemic hit, universities and students have been forced to finish the semester with online classes. That sparked conversation about the value and effectiveness of remote learning. Some colleges have said classes will be online again this fall. And as Lauren Peace reports, that's raising complicated questions about higher education and interactive learning. Noelle Nafis is a high school senior, and last fall, when she was touring colleges, she fell in love with Barnard. I was standing on this terrace and looking at the New York City buildings all around us. I just felt like I was home and this is where I was meant to be. Nafis was accepted to Barnard and was looking forward to moving to the city from her hometown in Rochester, New York in the fall. But instead, she's one of many incoming college students who will likely be starting school from her computer at home. I was really looking forward to orientation week and I just don't think it really works if we started online. In the last few days, major academic institutions like Harvard Medical School and Cal State have announced plans to move all fall classes online. Most colleges in New York City still haven't decided whether or not to bring students back to classrooms. Paul Glader is a professor of journalism at the King's College in Lower Manhattan. He says, most schools are having internal discussions about the most effective ways to take their programs online. How do we establish the bonds, uh, the classroom kind of atmosphere we want to have, the culture of learning we want to have? That's on the mind of professors around the country. What we're doing today in light of COVID, I don't consider that really online learning. I consider that emergency learning. Hope Kentner is a professor and consultant who spent the last several years researching and coaching course instructors on best practices for remote education. She says when classes went online this spring, colleges were improvising. Most professors had to make the adjustment within a period of just two weeks. When I work with a university or a professor to develop their online course, it's a six-month lead time. I find that the reticence towards online learning is mostly due to faculty, administrators, universities not really understanding what's involved in a quality online course. Schools going online have three months to redevelop the entire curriculum to make it work. Many schools already offer some form of remote learning. And long-distance learning has been conducted and studied for years. Tom Tobin is a program director of distance teaching and learning at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He says the first documented example of distance learning goes back as early as the 1700s, an ad for shorthand lessons in the Boston Gazette. He started with uh, distance education in the postal mail. Tobin says one of the primary goals of distance learning has always been to make education more accessible. Until fairly recently, a lot of prospective students weren't able to get to a college campus. Professors would send out lecture materials, students would read them, they would send them back, and that was a way to break down barriers of distance for students who didn't live near a university. After print, radio lessons followed. This little idiom of speech. Then television and lessons on VHS tapes. The first of this afternoon's programs for schools and colleges, Words and Pictures, follows in and then finally, the internet. That's when distance learning really began to boom. Through all these iterations in distance learning, success always comes down to what Tobin sees as a few key points. Do you have opportunities to practice? 
Is the content engaging and interactive? Do you get to interact with the materials, with your classmates, with your instructor, and with the wider world? Are you making those connections? And he says those are still the goals that schools need to meet as they reinvent their classes for the fall. Kathy Tommaso is a professor of English and the writing coordinator at Bronx Community College. She says meeting those standards with online learning may just be unrealistic. Most professors do not want to teach online. They don't think it's as effective. I agree with that. Most of them want to be back in the classroom. I mean, just the type of relationships and interaction and check-in that you're able to do with students is entirely different in an online setting. It just is. And Di Tommaso also says not all students can effectively participate in distance learning, since it requires high-speed internet, workspace, and a computer at home, which for many students at her college is not the reality. A lot of students, even if they're taking online classes, they still do the work on campus in the computer labs. So a lot of the students that I have had a hard time with the shift because they didn't have computers at home. Some fields of study are especially challenging to bring online. Adeline Gomez is a third year theater student at the new school. She says studying acting means creating work together, face to face. I would have normally been doing scenes working together to create like a 90 minute piece with the other students in the course. And instead, I had to create a seven-minute piece by myself in my house. The in-person interactions are what drew her to her major. And without them, class can be difficult to get through. Our classes are two and a half to three hours long, which doesn't feel very long when you're moving around in a room with a bunch of people and you're doing the thing that you love to do. But it does feel really long when you're sitting in front of a computer for three hours. If classes remain online this fall, Gomez says she's going to delay her graduation and resume her studies at the new school when it's safe to be back on stage. But colleges don't have the option of taking a year off, and neither do professors. Paul Glader, the professor at King's College, says he's experimenting now with discussion boards and virtual lectures to find ways to facilitate student collaborations online. We're kind of being forced into this new world now of online teaching and online learning, whether we want to or not. So I'm embracing it. Glader says he doesn't have all of the answers yet, but he's on a task force at King's College to examine the possibilities and plan for fall. Lauren Peace, Columbia Radio News.